If you would take your uh, Bibles and turn to our New Testament reading, Romans chapter 8, beginning of verse 1. Our sermon passage this morning will be from verses 12 to 17, but we'll begin at verse 1 to set the context for the passage. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, He condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's laws. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. The grass withers, the flowers fall, but the Word of the Lord stands forever. You may be seated. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for what you have done for us in Christ Jesus. And we pray, Father, as we open your word today, that we might be reminded again of your wonderful grace and the great salvation we have in our Savior Jesus Christ. We pray, I pray, Father, that... Uh, the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I ask this in 
my Lord and Savior, my great high priest and advocate, Jesus Christ. Amen. Romans 8, 1 to 17 is about our sanctification. It's about us becoming conformed to the image of Christ. Now, what does that look like? It, it looks like the fruit of the Spirit. It looks like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And... In verse 29 of this same chapter, it says that God predestined us to be conformed to the image of His Son. So that will take place. That is going to happen. In verses 1 to 11 of this chapter, Paul lays out the theology of life in the Spirit. He said in those first four verses, there are no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set us free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Now Paul has talked about this the importance of being in Christ Jesus before. That is our, our being in union and communion with Christ. We saw that in chapter 5 where Adam, through Adam all sin, but through Christ all are made alive. That both are representatives. That Christ is the second Adam. Where Adam failed, the first Adam failed, the second Adam, Christ, has succeeded. And he has set us, the spirit of life has set us free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For what God has done, what God has done, what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, he actually condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirements of the law might be filled in us, fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. The righteousness of Christ is our righteousness. And then in verse 10, he says, Since Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness, because of the righteousness of Christ. <coughs> Unfortunately, we still live in these bodies, and these bodies will die. But, verse 11, Since the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Now, he's laying out the theology of life in the Spirit here. The Spirit is in us. The Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead will give life to our mortal bodies. Because really, you see right now, the battle is in the flesh. We have, you know, in 2 Corinthians 5, Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, the new has come. 
in Romans uh, 6, Paul says in this letter here that the old self was crucified with Christ. So, there's good news ahead. The resurrection will take care of that. And so, with that theological background,